0: welcome to the scottish business podcast where every week i will be sitting down with a ceo to talk to them about their challenges their successes and what it takes to build a successful business here in scotland I'm Sebastian Mackay, and this week on the Scottish Business Podcast, I'll be talking with Valentin Hinov, who is the founder of Thankbox, the brand new virtual gift card to say thank you to your employees, colleagues, friends, family, and loved ones. Val is bootstrapping Giftbox on his own from the ground up off his own back, so we've got a really interesting conversation coming up about what it takes to bootstrap a business in 2020. This is my conversation with Val from Thankbox. Hey, um, Val, thank you so much for coming along and and chatting with me today about Thankbox. I thought that it would be cool if you just give us a quick rundown of what Thankbox is and does. I've used it a couple of times. I had no idea when I was using it that it was a bootstrap sort of local um, on its way to be success story, shall we say. So let's start there and then I'm keen to dig into your um, entrepreneurial journey because I I really want to know about Bootstrapping a startup at the moment because a lot of people go for funding. So there's a lot to talk about.
1: Well, you know what? I I'm, I'm actually wonder if I could turn that around on you because I'm in the lucky position of, of, of having someone who's used it. So I'm always interested to know how people would describe it to someone else. So, how would you describe it to someone in the head that hasn't used it before?
0: Ah, this is where I put my foot in my mouth by giving <laughs> like an unfair representation, right? Um, I, I would describe it as like a sort of virtual gift card. Is that a and fair? Assessment? That is
1: that is a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, we've uh, we've kind of been playing with the with the jingle. It's like the card in the office, but without the card or the office, because because <laughs> yeah. because with um, the, the the whole reason I made this idea is is around COVID. Uh, but if I could just uh, back up, so, so 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 Tankbox is an online group card service. Um, and it's main use case would be if someone in your company has had an occasion, for example, um, they uh, they have a birthday or they're leaving or another kind of major milestone, maybe um, a, a new baby or they're getting married. Um, what you would usually do in an office is someone would buy a card and then they would get everyone to, to, to sign the card, maybe have a, an envelope with some cash that's kind of tearing at the edges because of the, all the coins inside. Um, and it, the, the whole idea is taking that and putting it online. Um, into a much easier experience. You create a thank box in two minutes. You send the link out to Slack um, to everybody. Um, They, they enter their name um, and their message optionally a gift. And they've been some amazing gifts that people have used. The the gift thing Uh, is fun. The gifts are amazing. Um, And um, and then once you're done, you just, you just send it to them by email. And if there's any cash in it, they can claim it as a gift card. Like that is ever since I, Kind of had the idea the conception of it it's been that and it it's what has remained um since then um, and you said like you've used it a couple of times the whole idea is that it's like super super simple and easy mm. and straightforward with like almost none of the hassle of the actual physical thing um, and i hope it's actually been that way for you as well
0: yeah absolutely without turning this into like a thank box editorial i think it's i like that you've stuck to that core simple idea right instead of going you know what we've got a base and it's awesome but what if we added Spotify or what if we added YouTube you know like you've really kept it simple is that a result of bootstrapping the whole thing because I'm imagining your head developer as well
1: yeah so um as a bit of context I'm my kind of background is mobile development so I've uh, I've done numerous um Android and iOS apps um, i I had a previous um, app code curated that, that um, I tried to build as a startup It actually got featured by by Google Play. Um, the problem at that point is I was kind of quite young in my startup journey i I, I didn't quite know what I was doing um, had no really idea how to monetize it, so it kind of just um, just died but i I ended up learning quite a lot about it. Um, ended up learning quite a lot about the um, about bootstrapping, about raising funds, et cetera. I got into some really good online communities. One of them being indie hackers that kind of really promote the idea of, um, of, of bootstrapping. So I decided that the next time I try to do something, um, it would be, it would follow this, this, this path where you, you, like you set you set, you set a budget that you put in it and you kind of, and you kind of stick to it. Um, and a lot of the reason why ThangVox is so simple is, um, and a simple and in a nice way, and um, and and has a, a, a core set of features is because from the very start I said I want to build this in a month or two months.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: want to release it, and I want to only add the things that add value based on based on the feedback that I get. Um, and luckily, I have adhered to that more or less. Um, it actually launched in May. I started building it properly in March, although I actually had the idea about this time last year, mm. um, uh, but, at the, but at the time I, I didn't have the capacity to do it. Um, but when March rolled around and just around when, when lockdown was about to happen, I just thought, nobody's gonna be in an office anymore. This is the perfect time for a product like this, you know, kind of like a, a, a something positive coming out of COVID. Um, so, so, I, um, so at that point I said, okay, I need to figure out how, how, how to build this. Um, but I was still in, in a contract, um, so I couldn't really build it quickly part-time. Um, what I did instead was I, I had met a really, really good freelance web developer called Joe. He's, he's also based um, in Edinburgh. He's, uh, he's we, we've worked together a few times before. Uh, him and I agreed on like a, a profit-sharing agreement where he would build the majority of box up front. Um, and if, and, and the agreement stays that once Tangbox starts making a certain amount of money every month, he would be entitled to a percent of that, mm-hmm. um, for a certain period. And that worked out great because it de-risked it for me. And also for him, um, if Tankbox is successful, he's set to make more than what he, what he would on just a, a flat fee. Um, and he's had a, a lot of experience building websites. Um, and he, he got the main thing going in about two months. It was great. I mean, in, 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 in mid-May, we kind of launched it, then spent, you know, a couple of weeks just, you know, of taking care of the, 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 the obvious uh, bugs, etc. And since June, it's just been getting people using it. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's been kind of the journey.
0: And what have been some of the things that you've learned that you wish your former startup self had learned? You know, like maybe maybe some of the less obvious things that that have tripped you up along the way, and you've gone, "Oh, I'm not going to do that again."
1: Um, well, a few of the kind of the the things that became immediately obvious that most people probably um, um, will not know is that it's actually really easy to get a software startup um, up and running, and, and and it's and it's ridiculously cheap. I mean, the whole the whole kind of uh, tech stack that runs th- th- Thangbox costs less than um, like ten quid a month. It's mm-hmm. it, it's really it's really easy to get going from uh, f- from that end. Um, and then afterwards, the kind of the more hard lessons that um, you learn is you need to be measuring how well you're doing from the very beginning. I had that. I made that mistake with my last startup and and with this one. Like since the beginning, I have had um, like really simple analytics in place. I have had um, a really simple kind of um, admin panel that lets me see, um, you know, people, uh, uh, how people use ThankBox, how how long does it the, uh, does it take once one is made to then be sold, et etc. Mm-hmm. Et and 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 those tools have really kind of helped me identify patterns in how people are using it, or identify maybe certain issues that they're having, um, and, um, and 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 doing that has just paid a lot of dividends so far. Um, when,
0: yeah. So, cause you're a software developer guy, right? As, as opposed to being like a sales guy that's decided to start a business. So what's that sort of journey into sales been like where you've gone? okay, I've got this. Now I have yeah. to convince every corporation in Scotland to buy it. It's, uh,
1: it has not been easy to be honest. I am, um, I am, yeah, I, I am a techie. I, I am inherently not a sales guy. Um, I have had to kind of step into that role as as best I can, um, and one thing that I have done is I have tried to kind of pick the brains of people that are kind of better than me, and um, I've um, even before COVID I tried immersing kind of myself in the kind of Edinburgh startup world as much as I can, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of pick um, uh, pick pick up those skills, and I was lucky enough to kind of um, especially with with Codebase in um, in Edinburgh, uh, I met a lot of like really, really great people, um, had a lot of advice. And then through, through that network, I ended up, um, finding someone called, um, Alex, Alex Martin, who's actually, um, come on board to kind of help me a little bit with the marketing. So he just, he, he, he spends like a little bit of time, um, every week just to kind of help me with that marketing angle, because he has had a lot of that experience before. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping some of that, um, kind of rubs on me as well. Um, uh but also you know another lesson that i've learned is that you cannot do everything yourself like even though bootstrapping kind of entails doing everything yourself if you can find someone else that you know will be better um and it kind of fits into the budget that 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 you've set for yourself then you should do that um and that has really kind of helped because it helps offload some of the worry and some of the process um off my shoulders and on someone else and 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 let me focus on on you know building the main product
0: so how do you take something like Thinkbox and monetize it to the point where you can have a full time living off it right because i'm i'm guessing it's a subscription service and businesses sign up and is that how well, it works actually or? not
1: not yet so um so i really want to go to that point and and, yeah. and hopefully once i actually reach that point we can have another chat but um, the idea with Thangbox so, uh, so far and, and, and when I launched it was that I wanted to keep it really simple. So I said, okay, it's just like a fixed fee for Thangbox. So each thang box costs um, $4.99, mm-hmm. um, be it, you know, e- uh, euro or, or, or pounds or dollars. Um, and, and, and you pay when you send it. I wanted to lower the barrier of entry as low as I can. And that's really helped get people um, in the door. Um, and the long term vision behind it is that, yes, there will be a subscription service behind it, particularly aimed at companies that have a lot of uh, use of these. So um, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you like a company with, you know, a staff of, say, excess of 200, 300 people, you would be having an occasion like this quite regularly. Um, so the idea is to make a plan, like a subscription plan where you would be paying monthly for timebooks and you'd just be able to use it as, um, as much as you can. That is kind of the the the, the long term um, go of it, uh, but the the main thing I'm focusing on right now is, as you mentioned before, like just getting it in signed companies, mm-hmm. um, and and getting people kind of using it and getting familiar with it, so that later when 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 that plan is actually in place, I can say, well, look, I know you guys use this a lot. Here's an actual plan you can use um, that makes it cheaper in in, in the long run.
0: I I'm kind of want to ask you what your install base is, but I'm I'm guessing there might be a sort of sensitive information topic. No, I
1: don't I don't I I don't mind sharing this information. I mean so far we've had about hundred and fifty thank boxes created. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of like a, a fair chunk of those have been kind of from repeat users. Um we have had um we have had one user so far has created like I think eight thank boxes. So wow, it's nice. definitely sticky once once you get it in there and, and the good parts about it and the parts that are really exciting to me is that the networking effects are kind of spreading. Like from mm-hmm. the very beginning, I really liked ThankBox as an idea because it had that networking effect that you know has helped social media take over the world. It had that built in because if you make a Thangbox and you then send it to 20 people, then that's 20 people that know about Thangbox. Um, yeah, right. And, and I've already had it where someone left their job, they got a thank box, they went to their new job and two weeks later they created a thank box there for someone else. And it's it just, it just so, so great to see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, it, it's, it, and right now my main focus is, okay, how do I then see this in as many places as possible mm. um, to then see that kind of um, usage kind of skyrocket a bit more.
0: So to talk a bit more about bootstrapping, when you're setting a budget for that, is there a sense of like, this is what I can afford and this is what I want to spend? Or is it more like, what's the maximum of my kind of, say, savings or salary that I can put into this to make it run? Like, how do you find that kind of balance?
1: Uh, With a bit of trial and error, um, but um, I'm, I'm quite lucky in that I have a a, a skill set that is quite valuable. So mm-hmm. I, I work as a, as a, as a contractor, um, you know, for various different companies, building, um, building apps, either as as part of their team or kind of, or kind of standalone. And, and, you know, that, that helps me charge a good enough rate that I'm able to bootstrap Thangbox and, you know, pay myself um, a, a good wage. Cause I mean, I have a a mortgage, I have a a family. Um, you know, when I, when I started this, I said, I don't want that to be at risk. So Mm -hmm. so uh, at that point, I said, okay, this is the amount of money I can I can set aside. Let's say it's like, I don't know, like a thousand pounds. Let's say this is where I can set it aside Um, and then just in like a really simple spreadsheet, I just say, okay, this is how much each of these things costs Um, and I know what the big what the big costs are like right now. My biggest cost is marketing, you know, running, you know, running some Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Um or LinkedIn ads or or, or things like that so I know okay um this i are gonna dedicate like the majority of money for right for right now um um and and then I just control um everything else and then obviously you know you said this every month but it it doesn't always match up so then I try every subsequent month to say okay how well did I do compared to the previous one um and 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 you try to stick with it um it might sound stressful but it's actually not once you do it a few times and part of the reason why i kind of decided to go down this route is because to me raising money um and going down that classical startup route looked like the more stressful option mm. um i have huge respect um for people you know that um raise money and then and 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 they go and try um super fast then scale their companies i think it takes a lot of guts i i, I know a lot of people in Scotland that are doing that, um, but to me, for right now, for where I am at my life, it didn't seem like the attractive option for someone who still wants to be able to do a startup.
0: Right, because obviously, when you get into VC funding, you know you have to give up parts of the company, or you you essentially have a startup, so you don't have to have a boss, right? But you get into VCs, yeah. and there are people you owe money and boards and that kind of thing. So I guess it adds. Yeah. Like you, I guess the balance, like you were just saying, is you could have, you know, thank box in every country in the world if you raise, you know, thirty million pounds or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or you can sort of keep the life that you've got now and, and build it slowly, right?
1: Yeah. And part of this is so you know I I still see myself as quite early on in in my journey in of in in building companies, um and um. If I would have an idea later on, say um in, in a few years or or, or or whatever, if I'm if I'm not still working on Thangbox, and I wanted to raise money for it at that point, it made sense. I would much rather have had the experience of going down the bootstrap uh route, seeing everything maybe in a slightly smaller scale. I think that mm-hmm. would prepare me much more for um kind of the 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 chaos of um of, uh, the VC funded route.
0: What are the things that you've learned that you didn't realize you needed to know when you got into bootstrapping?
1: One of the really obvious ones was that building the thing is the easy part. Um, the hard part is actually getting people to use it. Hmm. Um, and as a techie, that's really hard, um, because I, I really enjoy writing code. Like I, if, 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 if that's all I had to do, like, obviously that's my, that's my main uh, profession. I'm really happy, but, but at some point, just it, it doesn't make sense to just add more features to a product. If you know that you still have to like drive more people through the door. So mm-hmm. I've tried to kind of like force myself to think more into in, in, in a different mindset uh, uh, in, in, okay, how do you talk to people about like uh how do you get people using it? How do you get feedback? Um, one thing that um, has been kind of a recurring theme in kind of a lot of the startup books I've read and and and, and a lot of the online communities is talking to people as much as you can, talking to mm-hmm. users as much as you can. Um, and right now at, at, at this stage, everyone who makes a thank Box, I send them an email. If I can find them on LinkedIn, I find them on LinkedIn. Um, and and if, if I don't know how they found out about thank Box, I ask them, okay, how did you find out about us? Mm-hmm. Um, how is it going so far? Did you enjoy it? Um, and then afterwards, if they then end up buying it, um, etc., and, and really liking it, then I would maybe follow up and say, "Okay, would you mind then posting about us on on um, your LinkedIn or, or your Twitter, etc.?" Because that has had a huge effect. It's been like the single biggest driver um, of growth so far is having people personally recommend us um, to their to their own network. Um, so yeah i would say talking to users definitely
0: yeah. i think there's always an interesting uh, i don't disconnect probably not the right word but when you have an idea or you think this is going to be awesome i'm going to make it and then you realize either after you've had the idea and, or you've created the product that you need to cross that massive divide right and to get people to actually use it and talk about it and it's a whole other sort of thing you know it's like it was sort of similar with with me starting this podcast right I thought you know what I'm going to interview business leaders we're going to chat about businesses and I'm like that's great I had the idea at one o'clock in the morning or whatever I got up the next day and was like cool I'll start doing this and then all of a sudden you're like oh yeah I have to this whole other sort of part of it right it's not just as simple as as what people see I mean for you because you'd obviously already had a startup right so how prepared did you feel making that jump from product or idea into you know sales cycle marketing pro- sort of I don't want to say proper business building but you know into that next phase
1: um yeah so I I was definitely a bit more prepared than just um doing it for the first time um and yeah I know what you mean in that when you have the idea and then actually seeing it executed and, and, and working is a huge chasm where there's a fog and you're running blind and you're gonna hit a tree <laughs> and then you're walking backwards until you actually find your way. I think almost all new ventures kind of um, uh, are on that path. Um, I think what what I did in the beginning to help me through this was break it up into kind of smaller chunks, mm-hmm. into smaller goals because, you know, um, I could have just said, okay, I'm going to launch this and it's going to be making a thousand pounds the first month. You know, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do that because that's just setting myself up for disappointment. Um, so um, when I originally started, I said, okay, I'm going to make this in two months. It's going to be really, really, really simple. And if in the first month I sell one thang box, I will be really happy. And and as it turns out, the day I launched it, someone actually made one and bought one because they had been following me on Twitter um, oh, cool. and wh- wh- when I was posting about it. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say the thing that helped me most is just getting those small kind of incremental goals that can kind of help push you forward. You know, as I imagine with you, like once you actually did your first podcast interview, you kind of you you, you kind of felt OK. I'm on this path now. I did the first thing. I did the first milestone. I can see it's probably not gonna be as hard as originally thought.
0: Mm. Yeah, or I think um the the bar is potentially a bit lower for entry than you think. You know, it's very and I, I guess you might have experienced this with the first iteration um of Thankbox, but there's that sort of sense where you look around you and everything seems to be super high quality. And you think, oh, I I can't enter this space because I don't have like all of the, you know, all the kit or all, all the experience, but yeah. you realize Quite quickly, once you start, that there is actually like a nature, a level that you can sort of enter at and then build up.
1: Yeah, I think um, most people think when when they build something, and, and I'm going to use kind of the software uh, sas kind of uh, startups as an example. Most people think that their user base needs to uh, is a lot bigger than it actually needs to be. Um, so from the very beginning, with, with ThankBox, you know, I had people say, "Oh, you know, but what about the." you know, the one-to-one, like a single person sending a card to someone else, you know, um, you if, if, if you did that, then you would have a much bigger, you know, usage. I thought, yeah, you know, that's probably true, but I've built a product that's almost entirely optimized for, like, group cards, mm-hmm. and I think there's enough people in the UK alone to use that regularly to make a viable business, so I don't want to kind of spread myself into yet another kind of, um, features that it might actually not actually even be used. Um, Mm. So yeah, keeping it small is just crucial.
0: It's, I guess it's sort of a similar thing for me, like having that niche, right? Because I could have gone, you know what, I'm going to interview business leaders from all across the UK. And, you know, my my audience might be five or 10 times bigger, but I would spend so much more of my time hunting down people and talking to them and, and trying to organize things. It's that sort of scale of, I suppose ability is the right word like how you know how much of your time can you actually put into the planning and not the executing right
1: and i think there's there's um a, I, I can i can foresee kind of a future where you would start doing that but um when you start doing that you would be uh, you would be much better placed and you'll be much more prepared after mm-hmm. having done it on like the level that you're doing it right now you know uh, because it might be that you know once The Thankbox says, uh, say, grows to a certain size. I say, okay, maybe at this point it actually makes sense to to kind of branch into single use cards. Um, But only after I have kind of the stability of doing, of of, of having done the main product to a good enough level.
0: Mm, For sure. Val, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. It's been really interesting. And I hope to see Thankbox explode. Well, continue to explode, right?
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, um, Sebastian. And I, and I really do hope so as well.
0: That's my conversation with Val from Thankbox. Thanks for joining us here on the Scottish Business Podcast again this week. If you like this episode of the podcast, feel free to share it with a business owner or CEO and give us a review anywhere you can. And also hit that subscribe button. A little goes a long way. We'll be back next week here on the Scottish Business Podcast.